Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through the 24th. That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana Convention Center. In Indianapolis, let's say that. (laughs) So if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello. Yeah, I believe it was booth 1710. 1710. Yes, so it's a huge convention. Yeah. One of the... Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah, this is going to be like Megacon. Yeah, unfortunately, I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there, but he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her. And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will, or I guess I should say, Robbie, we'll see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days are you going to be there one more time? Uh, we're going to be there the 22nd through the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's Ashley and Sammy from the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. If you love Disney, you should come join the fun on our weekly show. Our podcast is family-friendly and talking about all things Disney. Whether you go to the parks or just love binging Disney+, Plus, we are the podcast for you. So grab your Pixie Dust, think happy thoughts, and join us on your favorite podcasting platform. Check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com and aim for the second star on the right and straight on till you land on the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain. We're your hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Robbie. Yes. And welcome to another episode. Sorry for the delay. Yes, we are definitely sorry for the delay. Life has happened to us, Mm -hmm. you know, but we are going to get back on track and and finish season three. Mm -hmm. Season three is almost coming to an end. Almost. And then we will be getting into season four. Woo! So That's we're hanging, exciting. we're hanging on. Yeah, we are. Yeah, That's pretty exciting. We're build up quite a following and mm-hmm. we want to tell you, thank you for tuning into this podcast. And sticking with it and obviously hitting notifications so you know when we drop an episode. Yes, and we're glad that it's actually touched your heart and soul mm-hmm. and we are able to help some of you guys. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's the real reason why we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Not to just go over trials and tribulations of what I'm going through, what we're going through, mm-hmm. but what you guys are going through. So you're not alone. So you feel you're like you're not alone. Yep. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Keep yeah. listening. Please like, like, and share, mm-hmm. and all the things. Yes. So for sure. So what are we talking about today, Sammy? Today we are talking about addiction. 
Okay. We thought that that would be a good thing to discuss. I mean, we've touched on it here and there off and on, but especially since we've been getting to know Phil better, I feel like this has been a big topic. And I have a couple friends personally that are dealing with addiction I didn't know if you wanted to mention that, but yeah, mm-hmm. right I, now. I had to distance myself away from that situation mm-hmm. for the betterment of me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when I, we, I sympathize with people that are going through addiction and right. withdrawals and everything, mm-hmm. because I've done that with opioids so many times, mm-hmm. but for this particular case, I have so much more to lose than that mm-hmm. person. And one of my, I guess, mentors now says, I have everything to lose and he has everything to gain. True. So for the protection of myself and us, mm-hmm. I had to walk away. Unfortunately. Not yeah. that I don't think about that person, not that I don't want that person to get back on its feet tomorrow right. and mm-hmm. be up and swinging. But for my own sanity, for our own protection, mm-hmm. I had to distance myself yep. away unfortunately and sometimes when you're dealing with addiction you have to make those calls yeah and you'll have to do that too Mm -hmm. just when when you have when you can stay when you should go right all Mm -hmm. up to you i agree so what else you got okay so i have a lot of medical terms definitions and whatnot I did use a lot of resources like I like to do. So I used information from the American Psychiatric Association, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, uh, the Addiction Center, and the Mayo Clinic for all of this information that we're going to talk about. I don't know if you've ever been to the Mayo Clinic. When I first heard about the Mayo Clinic, I Mm -hmm. thought it was just like a, a mom and pop clinic. I don't know why you thought And I, you know, I shouldn't have thought that because I've heard the, the advertising and I've seen the commercials, but I was like, I don't even know what this is. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the campus, right? And when I say a campus, Mm -hmm. yes, this is in Jacksonville, Florida. This thing is like, it has lakes, it has big buildings. Mm -hmm. It is no mom and pop shop. It is huge. Mm -hmm. So So nice. They treat people with respect and mm-hmm. they care, they truly care about their patients. Mm-hmm. Because when I went there, I went to every major neurosurgeon in, mm-hmm. I was gonna say Indiana, but in Orlando yeah. mm-hmm. to get my neck fixed. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, when you're dealing with doctor's mistakes, doctors do not fix other doctor's mistakes. Right. Shame on you doctors for that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the neurosurgeons in Orlando said no. Mm-hmm. The Mayo Clinic said, come on, we'll fix you. Yep. And I wouldn't say, I'm, I would say I'm not 100%. Mm-hmm. I still have a lot of pain in my neck. Right. I still have chronic pain from it. Mm-hmm. Hence the podcast. Yep. So, all right. You done with your tangent? I'm done with my tangent. Okay. That's probably why people like this show anyway. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, when people talk about addiction... You, what do you usually think about? Opioids, drug, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. So, and you think about people doing maybe cocaine. bad things, not just the drugs. No. Bad things, <laughs> you stealing. You can't be addicted to cocaine. Yeah. So harmful behaviors. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And do you know what dependence would refer to? When you're depending on that drug, when you have to get it, you need that fix. That's addiction. Oh, dependence is, well, I guess I don't know the difference. 
well, I guess it's because you use the word fix. So dependence is physically. You get sick if you don't have yeah, it. Yeah, withdrawal happens. So, you build a tolerance. But fix that terminology, I would associate more with like an addiction. Well, when I was heavy on the opioids, mm-hmm. I needed it every day or mm-hmm. I would shake. Yeah, that's withdrawal. And sometimes. I would feel sick and mm-hmm. I just couldn't get on with my day without yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And my pain management team at the time were just like, oh, take more. No. They they would have loved that. That's literally the worst thing you could do. The people that sold the oxycodone, you're like that. Oxycontin. The, Oxycontin. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the Sagler family. They probably They would. probably were in business with them. Mm-hmm. Because they're terrible. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so in 2013, the American Psychological Association, or APA, released the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, also known as the DSM. So this is basically the guidelines that they release on treating any sort of psychological issue. Okay. So not just the addiction or, you know, whatever, but like schizophrenia, you know, depression, anxiety, it's all going to be covered in this. Okay. So in 2013, when they updated it, they actually stopped using the term substance abuse and substance dependence. And now the terminology that's officially used in the medical community is substance use disorder. Okay. So it's like the medical term for being addicted. So it's basically the same thing. Yeah. But it was, what what it is, is it's confusing because people were using, like we kind of just talked about addiction versus dependence, but I mean, dependence is a type of addiction because you still need the medication, Right. but there were just too many terms that were being thrown around. So they've settled on substance use disorder Okay. to kind of umbrella it. To kind of clarify it. Yes. And put it all in one family. Mm -hmm. So officially what is substance use disorder? So it is a complex condition in which there are uncontrolled use of substance on which a patient has uncontrolled use of substances despite harmful consequences. Okay. Which makes sense when you think about, you know, what we used to, it's addiction, right? Right. Yeah. People with this disorder have an intense focus on using certain substances, such as we were just listing some, you were alcohol, tobacco, illicit drugs, to the point where their ability to function in day-to-day life becomes impaired. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. That's a, a major thing. Of and it. Phil and I both talked about that, about mm-hmm. being so dependent on a drug. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sammy used to tell me I was very violent and angry yeah. and she mm-hmm. was afraid of me. Yep. It was because I was dependent on painkillers. Yep. So the most severe substance use disorders are sometimes still referred to as addictions. So this is defined as a chronic relapsing disorder characterized by compulsive drug seeking and use despite adverse consequences. So you're still doing it even though bad things are happening around you to you whatever so is that basically you you don't care what's happening you're you you're just so focused focused on getting that fix Mm -hmm. okay and this is considered a brain disorder so like i said this is in the the handbook for mental disorders issues it's considered a brain disorder because it involves functional changes to the brain circuits involved in reward stress and self-control and those changes can last a long time after you stop taking the drugs. Yes, it can. Which is why it's so hard for people. Do you, opioids change your brain makeup yeah, to make it sort of so drugs dependent? Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't yeah. uh, oxycodone, not codon, 
the Sagler family. Yeah, because you cotton. It's an cotton, opioid. Yeah. That it, that's why it takes so long to get over it is because yes, it exactly changes your this. brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And people with a substance use disorder may have distorted thinking and behaviors. Changes in the brain structure and function are what causes people to have intense cravings, changes in personality, abnormal movements, and other behaviors. And they've actually done brain imaging. So you know this is something that happens. Those brain imaging studies have shown changes in areas of the the brain that relate to judgment, decision-making, learning, memory, and behavioral control. Essentially everything you were kind of just talking about, it makes sense. You're not making good decisions. You're making poor judgments. Your behavior changes. Your attitude changes. You can't remember things. Sammy tells me that I used to like yell at her and then I would leave the house for yeah. hours. Yes. And I don't even remember leaving. Yeah, you would do this a lot. And she just seems perfectly comfortable with it now, but it actually kind of affects me. But no, like, it's terrible. It just, I guess I just didn't do it to you. I did it to your mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember leaving. Yeah. I remember getting into fights, but I don't remember being like, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah, you would, so, you would frequently do that. Well, I apologize for that. Um, that that was... Uh, that you can blame that on the drugs and my dependency on drugs yeah so repeated use of these substances that you are addicted or dependent on can cause changes in the function of the brain like we just said so the changes can last long after the immediate effects of the substance wears off or in other words what you consider like when you're intoxicated with the medication and intoxication would be the intense pleasure or euphoria maybe it's a calmness you may think you have increased perception and sense when you're using the medication, um, basically good, those good feelings, things right. that you like. Kind of reminds me of the show Euphoria. We will be talking about that in a little episode? later in this episode. Okay, yes. here we go. <laughs> so to go along with all of this, tolerance, something we kind of touched on too. So they started me out like two, three pills a day. Mm-hmm. And then I would, my body would get tolerant to that yep. and my pain would go up higher and mm-hmm. I would have to take more and more yep. to feel that mm-hmm. like calming feeling. Yep. So I went from three to six pills mm-hmm. in one day. Mm-hmm. And then I went to nine pills in one day. Mm-hmm. I even think I've taken over nine pills in a day. That's insane and scary. But do you remember when I had to have, I still have a can of narco on the side of my bed. Narcan. Narcan. Narco, Mm -hmm. Narcan. Totally different things. Narcan, yes. But that was just in case like I OD'd or something that they could just inject Mm -hmm. it. So if you are taking drugs, if you are taking narcotics or Mm -hmm. anything, you should go get some because that can save your life. Yes, because you shouldn't be offended by it. If someone recommends it to you, your doctor, pharmacist, friend, because it's a safety thing. Really just looking out for you. Yeah. Take it from somebody that's been there and now talking to you about it. Mm -hmm. Like you, if you saw me on the street and you started asking me questions about this, I'm an open book. I'm going to tell you. Right. So I'm not going to get offended about Sammy or my doctors being like, you need this Mm -hmm. because it can save your life. Yep, exactly. Well, use very nicely told us what tolerance was so thank you for that i try to break it down for the the listening audience yes you did a good job so according to the national institute on drug abuse people begin taking drugs for a variety of reasons as we know they want to feel good the high yes they're chasing the high they want to feel better 
I wanted Relief to feel stress, better. Forget problems, feel numb, relieve pain. I want I Makes before sense. my accident, I never took any pills. Mm-hmm. I mean, like t- I took pills for like cold or something. Right. But this is the most I've ever been addicted to medicine. Mm-hmm. Like I was taking pills for like colds. You you the, had a, everything. I hope you don't get mad at me for this. But you the last time I really remember you taking something similar was you had a tooth pulled and you got hydrocodone for it. Okay. And do you remember when you cried in the parking lot? <laughs> that was before I was actually I like addicted this, to it. I'm not trying to be mean, but, but it's was, something that makes me laugh when I, I was very high it. at the time and they pulled because, my tooth. Yeah, they put you on whatever And I was still and, on And I feel the so pill, bad, the, but this was like before we didn't we just really started dating at this time i don't remember how long we've been dating but i just remember being in the parking lot in indianapolis and i was like oh my god this guy's losing his shit <laughs> over a tooth so but i was still that. fucked up from the procedure oh, but, but they pulled my tooth yeah and i was like when i got in the car i started bawling i was like <laughs> I was oh my like, goodness oh my they pulled god. my tooth i was very partial to that tooth and i mind you i'm like we need to go to the pharmacy and fill whatever medicine they had given you is like antibiotics plus the pain medicine right. and i was just like oh my god that was the first taste i've actually had of like pain medicine i don't even think you took it i didn't all. even think i no, took it all no. i maybe took one day of it and i was like all right i'm done really because at it. that time i wasn't addicted to anything i didn't have pain nope. issues Mm-mm. so yeah so pe- people might also take uh these medications to do better so they want to improve your performance or thinking so think like when you buy adderall it's not yours that sort of thing and also maybe they're curious about the, the medicine or the drug, you know. People talk about Adderall and yeah. Oxycontin. Or there's and all peer this. pressure, whatever. Right. So One thing I've noticed about me is I, I can't be peer pressured into things. No, he doesn't care. I Which could give good. two fucks about what people think of me. Yeah. I go to the beat of my own drums. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it because I want to do it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do a drug just because I'm in a crowded room. Right. And people are telling me to do that. Yeah. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't get down that way. Mm-hmm. Which is good. So, if you're ever in that situation, don't give in to the peer pressure. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not that serious. If they're bothering you that much, they're not your friends. Anyway. Absolutely. So you might think that oh, everybody says that, but when you get older, you'll, you'll realize know. that that's the truth. So symptoms of substance use disorder are grouped into four categories. There's impaired control which is when you have a craving or strong urge to use the substance and a desire or failed attempts to cut down or control your use of the substance. You have a feeling that you need to use it regularly, like daily or several times a day. So that's impaired control. Social problems, that's when it makes it so the, the substance you're using or abusing makes it so that you can't complete tasks at work or school or home or you can't go out and have fun with your friends because, you know, maybe you're trying to get that next, like you said, fix or high. Right. Or, you know, you're just not able to go out and act like your normal self. Right. When you go out, it causes, you know, so it makes you less social. Um, also, you might be spending money on the drug that you don't have. Right. So you're you're buying it and you don't really have the money for it. Maybe you have to resort to other things to get that drug. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah. It might even be something like you're stealing or other. Who knows? Right. Yeah. 
or embezzling or whatever. Yeah, embezzling is a form of stealing. Yes, it so is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, the next category is risky use. So you're using it in risky settings or you continue to use it despite knowing that you're having problems. So is this like sharing needles and things mm -hmm. like that? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're doing it and then you get in a car and you drive. Yeah. That would be a risky setting. Wouldn't recommend. No, neither do I. And the last category is drug effects. So again, we just talked about tolerance where you need more and more of it to get the same effect and then withdrawal symptoms, which- Very sick. Yeah, it depends on each drug, but yeah, I mean, most of the time, if you're in withdrawal, you're not gonna feel great. For opioid withdrawal? Yeah. Oh my God. It's like God. having the flu. So much so. Mm -hmm. You're throwing up. Oh man. It's... It can cause fevers. Yeah. Yes, you're mm -hmm. hot, you're cold. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're sweating. Mm -hmm. When I think about it, it brings me back to where I, when I was actually doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. So things that if you have a family member that you think may be abusing drugs that you can look out for. Okay. As a family member who's sober or not addicted to drugs. Then the number one thing we have to keep in mind is even if you have a family member that is abusing drugs or whatever, mm -hmm. they're not going to change unless they want to. Yes. That's number one we have to get. And I, I definitely have get that point clear here to too. that. Mm -hmm. You can talk to them till you're blue in the face. You can give mm -hmm. them as many chances as you want, but until they're ready to change. Yes. That's, that's what you're, they're going to do. It's just, exactly. it's going to, you're just going to be talking. Mm -hmm. But if you are thinking maybe there's an issue, these are some things you could look out for. So it goes right back into what we just talked about. So number one, your friend, your family member, whoever has problems at school or work. So like they stop showing up, they suddenly are not interested in the activities they were interested in, whether it's at school or work, there's a drop in grades or their performance, you know, goes down. Those are things you can look for physical health issues. So they have lack of energy. They don't, they're not motivated to do anything even at home. Their weight changes noticeably. Right. Red eyes, which would make sense too, you know, from lack of sleep and from, you know, whatever they've been doing. Their appearance might be neglected. So they're not looking as nice as they used to. You know, maybe they're not trimming their beard like they used to, getting haircuts like they used to, styling their hair like they used to. Maybe their clothes have changed. Right. You know, it I looks smell. like, yeah, maybe they're not bathing like they were before. Right. Things like that. Changes in behavior are another thing. So major efforts to stop family members from coming in like their house or maybe it's a kid or a teenager and they don't want you in their room. They're just being secretive about going out with people or what they're up to, or it might be a drastic change in behavior or their or relationships just, might be affected with family and friends. Or they'll okie dokie you or they'll go cold on you or ghost you exactly. for mm -hmm. several days or several weeks. Mm -hmm. You only can get through them through text message. Mm -hmm. They don't like to be called or anything. Yeah. So I know are... for, for us, we talked about your anger issues. That was a change in behavior and relationships. Right. And then money issues, which we brought up. So now they're asking you for money, but not really explaining why. We definitely know about this one. Yes. Or you find that they stole money. You maybe you don't know that they did, but now you're seeing that money is missing. Items have been disappearing from your home. Right. Because maybe they took it to sell it. For right. Money. Yeah. 
those are all signs. To or they're having for. questionable people around your house and things That's like another that. Another thing, yes. Yeah. So yeah. You gotta look at who they're now hanging out with if they've yeah. changed friends group. You know. And then that's when you have to think, I do love this person, but is it safe for me to be around this person? Yeah, it's a good question. Then you have to ask yourself, if I go around this person and they're hanging out with all the, their mm -hmm. new friends, would they ever stick up for you if something happened? Yeah. Would you want to be in that situation? Exactly. And these are all those questions you have to answer yourself. Like, mm -hmm. if you get into a situation, are they going to remember that they're actually your friend mm -hmm. that's a good point so you i wouldn't go out and put myself in a position for something to happen if mm -hmm. you can't answer yes 100 mm -hmm. to those questions yep so there are other health consequences that come along with drug addiction which we alluded to as well so you might increase your risk of getting an infection hiv hepatitis c that's sharing needles like we were just talking about, you may have sex without using protection. Might set you up for some problems there. Yeah. Also, there's been lots of cases of doing drugs. It's so hard on your body that you might end up with a heart infection. It's called endocarditis okay. or skin infection, cellulitis. Because like we said, you're not taking care of yourself. You're in grummy places. And it might come from being exposed to something from doing the injections as okay. well. Both of those can be caused by that. Okay. So, fun times. Fun times. What you have yeah. to real what you have to look forward to. So there are ways to treat substance use disorder, of course. So like other chronic diseases like heart disease or even asthma, treatment for addiction usually is not a cure, but it can be managed. So that's the key thing to always remember. There's not a cure, but you're not the only disease there's not a cure for so so you're always going to be in treatment yes and you always need to keep that in mind and make it a focus okay when you're trying to be successful with it so the first step is recognition of the problem which is kind of what you just said the recovery process might be delayed when the person who's suffering from the substance use disorder lacks awareness right i mean like you just said, that's it doesn't matter. Interventions by concerned friends and families often get them to treatment. Yeah. But, but self-referrals are always welcome, staying, encouraged, probably preferred. Staying in rehab, mm -hmm. actually finishing the program. I mean, you can drop them off, that's but that doesn't mean anything. That that person is going to want have to want to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if they don't want to do it, they're going to go out and get another bag yeah. right after you drop them off. Yep. So that's the important thing. And for most people, a combination of medication and individual or group therapy, group therapy is most effective. Okay. So you need treatment that addresses your specific situation or their specific situation. And then any other medical, psychiatric, or social problems to help with recovery. So it needs to be tailored to the individual to right. make it most successful. Right. That's why when you get out of rehab, they have individual plans. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's why. Okay. And medications are used to control drug cravings, relieve symptoms of withdrawal, and prevent relapses. So, you know, like we were saying, when patients stop using drugs, obviously there's a lot of physical and emotional symptoms that can come along with with withdrawal. Yes. So restlessness, sleeplessness, depression, anxiety. And, you know, the, any other mental 
Insomnia is a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's medications they can give you to at least help with that. Right. Besides the normal withdrawal symptoms that you think about. And psychotherapy can help individuals better understand their own behavior and their motivations, help them develop more self-esteem. Right. Because you're probably treating yourself like garbage because maybe that's how you see yourself. Right. Not saying all the time, but I think that that does frequently happen. If you're, unless you got on drugs for like an accident or Mm -hmm. something like how I got on drugs, Mm -hmm. you're doing drugs because there's something inside you is wrong that you don't value yourself or something's off or some, you had some sort of trauma in your life. But that's exactly why you abused it. For the same reason. Me. Yeah. Okay. You may not want to say that, but. And I abused it because. Keep going. Exactly what you were just saying. Because you didn't feel worthy. I abused it because I wanted to feel better. Yes. But when we were initially talking about it, you knew it wasn't a good choice. Right. When they put me on this. At I, the end of the day, like you went to therapy and all of that, but you you've struggled from some of the same issues. Uh, absolutely. I'm yeah. no I'm no different. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting on this podcast saying, oh, I'm better than no, you. No, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying like you can relate to that. I can definitely relate. That's to what it. I'm saying. Like those feelings. Absolutely. Yes. I that's I've been in the same boat. If mm-hmm. you're in this boat right now, I've been there. I've done mm-hmm. that. I've worn the seizure. Yeah, I can give you advice to get out of that, mm-hmm. but I'm no different than you. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, the only difference between me and you is I made a decision to say, you know what? I'm going to be done with this right. and I'm done exactly. with it. Mm-hmm. And the psychotherapy can also help with coping with stress and then obviously address any other problems like depression or anything else that you may have. So I figured you might ask. So there's a lot of common medications used for like opioid, nicotine, and alcohol okay. treatment. So opioids, you can use methadone. I've, I've known several people that were on methadone. Yeah, that's a- They had a liquid kind. They, yeah, it kind of depends on where you're at in taste treatment. Good, though. I tried it because I was like, let me try it, but it does not taste yeah, good Yeah, and it all. depends. Sometimes in treatment centers too, you have to go and get the liquid and you have to- literally stand there and swallow it in front of them okay and the liquid it's harder for you to hide you can hide a pill maybe in your mouth somewhere right not swallow it but the liquid you know you have to you gotta open your mouth afterwards i mean mm-hmm. exactly also you can use buprenorphine buprenorphine i don't know i'm struggling so much in my life extended release naltrexone and lofexidine those are all options and what do those do that all of them help with cravings okay are they stuff you put in your tongue? Are they pills? So the buprenorphine has a lot of, has a couple different options, but yeah, it can be an oral treatment. The extend release, uh-huh. we actually dispense that as a specialty drug. So that's an injectable okay. medication. So you have to go to your doctor Honestly, and if get I, it. If I was going to do something like that, I'd much rather just inject it and mm-hmm. be done. Well, and you have to keep your appointment with your doctor so you have accountability. I think that's always a good thing. You yeah. have to keep your doctor's appointment and go see your doctor and you have to talk to them about what's going on with you. And right. I think it's a good thing. Right. Personally. So for nicotine, this is pretty basic. Everybody knows nicotine replacement therapies, patches, inhalers. Well, are you just basically taking smoking and then getting nicotine from the gum? Yes. So, so you're getting addicted to the gum. Some people just, I think, continue on with the replacement therapy. That's not the idea. The idea is for you to wean yourself off of that. Okay. But that's true. 
You can also take bupropion. That's a prescription medication or Chantix was a big one too. I've heard about Chantix. Yeah, that was, that can be used for that. I don't know what's going on. I, Chantix wasn't available for a while. And I'm not sure if it's around or not. I meant to look that up, but it would not be my first choice. Why is that? It can give you really bad nightmares. Really? Night terrors. Yeah. It's really? A big thing. I did not know that. Yeah. It's a big side effect with that. I did not know that. For alcohol withdrawal, uh, naltrexone, which we just said also for opioids, same thing. Right. Disulfiram. Okay. This one will make you throw up if you have alcohol. Okay. Di- yeah. What it's is that? The disulfiram. And do you, does your company sell that? No, it's not especially medicine. Okay. But it will literally like, you might not even be able to use alcohol and mouthwash. Wow. So definitely effective treatment. Yeah. That way. Yeah. And then acompressate is another one, but those are not specialty medications. You and can so, get those at a regular pharmacy. So you just need a prescription from mm-hmm. a doctor and then yep. mm-hmm. I'll hook you up with it? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And obviously we didn't cover everything because you can be addicted to meth, cocaine, blah, blah, you know, yeah. there's all sorts of, but those are kind of a main, you know, a lot of people fall in those categories. Yes. For addiction. A person's recovery plan, as we said, needs to be unique to these person-specific needs and might also include strategies outside of formal treatment. So you might be hospitalized for medical withdrawal management. Okay. So that's a little bit more intense. I don't know. I feel like they put you in like a coma or something for that, but I don't know if that's true. Really? I might be making that up. Yeah. But they basically are handling detoxing you. At the hospital. I know about like going to rehab and then you having to do like 30 days or 60 mm-hmm. days in yeah. rehab where they're actually detoxing you. Yep. Residential treatment or rehab. Yep. Or there's court ordered treatment. Mm, also true. Yeah. You might be forced there. Yep. Therapeutic communities, which are highly controlled drug-free environments or sober houses. Yeah. Makes sense. Outpatient medication management and psychotherapy. So that would be like you kind of like, you know, we're talking about like you go to rehab and you leave. Right. But you're getting, you're checking in. Right. Intensive outpatient programs. And we said rehab. And then many people will find other groups helpful like Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Smart Recovery. So there's other options for you to go to basically group therapy. Okay. Right. That is led by people just like you. Okay. So that's another option. And then there's, of course, self-help groups that might include family members. So Al-Anon, Nar-Anon, those include family members. Okay. So those are, so Alcoholics Anonymous, like you go, right? Because uh-huh. you're an alcoholic. Like, right. hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm an alcoholic. Think of Breaking Bad when, mm-hmm. when Jesse's girlfriend was mm-hmm. going through drug treatment. Yeah. So Al-Anon is for family members. So the same thing, family members can go and talk to other people with family members going through the same issues that helps them process and understand. Okay. That's another good resource too. So how can you help a friend or family member who's going through this? We have do's and don'ts. Do, learn all you can about alcohol and drug misuse and addiction. So I would say in particular about whatever you know they're abusing or you suspect they're abusing. Try to see if you can learn as much as you can about it. Speak up and offer support. So talk to them, mention you're concerned, offer help, offer support, include willingness to go with them and get help. The earlier you can intervene and get them help, the better. Right. Express love and concern. So don't wait for your loved one to hit bottom. Obviously, we just said the earlier, the better to help with treatment. 
they might give you excuses, they might deny it, they might be angry with you. So you need to be prepared to respond with specific examples of behavior that has upset you or had you worried. Sometimes you're gonna have to wait for them to hit bottom. I mean, yeah, Before the ideal actually... is you can get through to them, but right. yes. Yeah, as we said, if they don't wanna do it, there's not, I mean, you can't force them. Right, but keep going. Don't expect the person to stop without help definitely not they may promise that they'll cut down they'll stop but that usually doesn't work treatment support and coping skills are needed for them to actually overcome it and support their recovery as an ongoing process so once they are receiving treatment or going to meetings try and remain involved don't just ditch them just be like oh, okay well great now you're going to to treatment so you don't need me anymore that's not true you need to continue to say i'm concerned check in with them you want to be there to make sure they're successful with their long-term recovery correct don't don't preach, don't lecture, don't threaten them, don't bribe them, don't moralize the situation, don't be a martyr. So try and avoid being emotional because that may only increase their feelings of guilt and the compulsion to drink or use drugs. That's going to be a difficult one. Mm -hmm. Even for like, if you're trying to be a sober buddy, mm -hmm. they're going to do things that push your button. But you're a person. So and at the end of the day, yeah. you're going to be like, oh man, you can take it. You can take it. Then you're about, you're going to snap yeah. at this person mm -hmm. and yeah. be like, well, you've crossed the line. Mm -hmm. And cause you're a person too. So there's only so much of it that you can tolerate. Right. So to go along with that, don't cover up for them. Don't lie. Don't make excuses for their behavior. Right. So you have to be understanding and be supportive, but at the same time, they, they need accountability. Right. You know, that's another key thing. And don't assume their responsibilities because then they don't get the consequences. Like you do their job for them. You take care of something for them. Right. You're not helping them in the long run. Yeah. Don't argue when they're actively using because they're not going to be able to actually talk to you rationally. Right. Or have a reasonable conversation. And they're, I mean, they're not going to want to talk to you. Mm. If you're yelling at them. Especially, yeah, if they're high and yeah. Right. No, it's not going to work. Even though you don't want to like cover up for them or be a wet blanket or whatever, mm -hmm. you want to be firm with them. Yes. You need to have boundaries. Exactly. And don't feel guilty or responsible for their behavior because it's not your fault. Right. And don't obviously join them. Right. Don't Please buy don't. it for them. Don't participate in any of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tricky because when you're going through this, like we said, you got to be supportive and express your concerns. But yeah, you can't because I, I don't feel like the dues, you know, that they provided are super clear because, yeah, at the end of the day, it if varies. it's impairing you and your life and causing problems for you, you can't be expected to you know, continue to deal right. with it. You have That's, to, yeah. even though you're trying to be there for somebody, you mm -hmm. have to look out for yourself first. Yeah. And if their behavior is affecting your behavior, mm -hmm. then, or your, your life in any way, mm -hmm. in a negative aspect, mm -hmm. then you're going to have to say, what am I willing to lose? What am right. I not willing to lose? Because like you said, they can't bring around their friends who might come looking for you when they disappear. Right. Or they owe money. Right. You, you don't want to involve yourself in that. That's dangerous. Absolutely. That's a, a bad thing to do. But you can always say, like, when you're ready, I'm here to help you get treatment. Right. When you're ready, I'm here to talk. Right. And probably if you don't trust them or what's going on, you may want to meet them in a public place and say, like, we can go get coffee. We can 
you know, depending on the situation. I would take it more on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It depends on your situation. Don't just... And definitely consult physicians and people in this bubble. Mm -hmm. Again, we're not doctors. No. We're just giving you our perspective on things. Yes. We've Mm -hmm. been through this. I mean, the biggest thing that... There was a time where I was drinking a lot, heavily Mm -hmm. drinking, and I was very sad and depressed. Mm -hmm. And... Sammy said something to me. She says, she said something like, if you're going to do this, I'm not going to be here. And at that point in time, it clicked in my head. And that's when I was like, okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. I got to start. Yeah. And that's getting better. And, and that's, that was, that's how that happened for me. Yeah. Cause he decided to do Again, it. I decided, I said, you know what? Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. This is what I need to do. And that was after I feel like I'd spent a lot of time trying to be patient and reason with you and have conversations and right at some point you just have to be like well right you know i can't do anything else for you so exactly you got to set boundaries yep Mm -hmm. and so that's why we're saying take it as a case by case basis for sure definitely consult your doctor Mm -hmm. therapist rehab Mm -hmm. just because they're addicted or you're you know somebody that's going through addiction Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you don't love them no, and they're not a bad person. They're right. just making poor decisions. Right. And that's what you need to keep in mind is mm-hmm. even though they're going through this hard time, mm-hmm. you don't stop loving them. No. Like, I don't stop loving my friend. Mm-hmm. I just have to step back for my personal safety. Yeah. And I have a lot more going on. Mm-hmm. And I need him to get his shit together. Yep. And then when he's actually at a point where we can actually have a... Mm-hmm sober conversation yeah then we can go back to the drawing table Mm -hmm. but until i believe he got to that point i have to keep my distance right Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to make those decisions as well right exactly depending on your situation Mm -hmm. yes yeah so there's a lot of options out there if you're looking for tv shows or movies that relate to this kind of seeing what it's like I went with just TV shows because it just would have been too much. Right. So some of these we've seen, some of these I haven't really seen a lot of episodes of. But to give you some examples, Nurse Jackie is on, was on Showtime. Sure. Well, yep. Was on Showtime. And that she's a nurse. Nurse who's addicted. To pain medication. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you can see it's a good that was example a very good show of addiction i've seen a couple episodes but i haven't actually seen it all the way through we should rewatch that yeah it i keep thinking Edie i falco in it. it the girl Edie from the falco, soprano yes carmela soprano yep mm-hmm. she's, she's a star she's the star of that but yeah. very good mm-hmm. shameless has some drug use alcoholism in it to kind of show you how people behave shameless is a lot more stuff going on shameless it is, is but it does show some of those aspects. Yes. It's yes. one of those shows you're just like, what the fuck? They're actually putting this in here. Yes. But I thought it was good because they do a touch on drug use, addictions, right. showing what it can be really like, especially if in their case, you're considered poor, lower uh-huh. class. So I think that's a, a good one to maybe check out. Yes. Mom on CBS. I don't believe it's on anymore, but that yes. was focused on it. A- on recovery yeah Yeah. and a recovery the Mm -hmm. the girl from scary movie was in it anna ferris anna ferris yes she was in recovery and Mm -hmm. she moved in with her mother yes that was actually a very good show Mm -hmm. so that's another one to check out 
Now you brought up Euphoria, so we that's on HBO. Watch that on HBO. That's the, that's the hit new show. Yeah, with Zendaya. Yes, mm-hmm. she won so, so good. many Oscars. And oh, she is Golden so Globes good in it. And this one, they're teenagers, so it gives you that perspective a little bit because she's hiding from her mom, not right. saying what's going on, seeing her friends at school and whatnot. But it shows you a lot of bad things that happen. Yes. It's, it's not good. It makes your heart stop. Some scenes you're just like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I really hope this ends well. Yeah, she gets herself into bad, bad situations. She treats people very badly. Right. And you see how much she's struggling with it. Yes. And what she's actually going through. So I did take some quotes from this one because we had watched it somewhat recently. recently. Yeah. So Rue, who's Zendaya's character, so she's the main character who's addicted, she says, to tell you the truth, drugs are probably the only reason I haven't killed myself. And that shows that low self-esteem, how little she thinks of herself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that just shows there's a lot more going on than what you might realize. And then she had a sponsor, Ali. You remember him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he had a giant quote, so I took part of it. He was on the candy man. (laughs) Okay. The new candy man. And he was on the walking dead too. He's a very good actor. Yes. The quote I I took or partial quote I took from him was, but the hardest part of having the disease of addiction, aside from having the disease, is that no one in the world sees it as a disease. They see you as selfish. They see you as weak. They see you as cruel. They see you as destructive. They think, why should I give a fuck about her if she doesn't give a fuck about herself or anyone else? Why does this girl deserve my time, my patience, my sympathy, right? If she wants to kill herself, let her. All reasonable questions and responses. But luckily, you aren't the only person on planet Earth who has this disease. There happens to be people like me who understand you aren't all that bad. And probably under all this busted ass chaotic energy, you might even be a good kid. Who knows? I just thought that was really That's significant. Really and it, good. Yeah, and it really explains the outside, the inside view. Right. And the truth, like we just said, they're not bad people. They're just making bad decisions, unfortunately. I mean, sometimes this decision gets put on you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't even. Right. That's true. You don't even want to do this. You the the circumstances just line up and you're in it now. Mm -hmm. And they had other great quotes that I didn't include, but they're talking about how, you know, some people are wired differently. So what you know some people can just dabble in drugs and they're like it's fine i'm not addicted to it and some people the first time that's it they they can't help themselves anymore and it's just the way your brain chemistry is and you just need help right to overcome it and yeah i think there's a lot of really good messages yeah in there last one i am currently rewatching this but bojack horseman it seems wacky if you have not seen the show okay they're fucking animals walking around that are talking people yeah, they're kind people. of, but then there's actual people. They're hybrids interacting. It's a very bizarre world, but you need to just ignore that. that. I promise get you will get that. used to it. It will it will continue to be weird off and on, but you will get past it. But at the end of the day, this show not only shows like euphoria, mental well, all of these really mental illness, addiction, recovery, struggles. It shows those relationships. All of these shows show the relationship issues that you can have how you treat yourself, how you treat others. Yeah. This is another really good one. And at the end of the day, you know, in Rue's case with Euphoria, I I mean, she does bad things 
but you're not always like, oh, she's a bad person. Like, I literally am just like, she's just stuck. I think she would just say she's stuck. Yeah. But in this case, you'd have to make up your mind about what you think about Bojack, if but he's I, a good person or not. I think that's how the, the, the show is designed. Like, mm-hmm. he does things and you're like, oh my goodness, why would he do that? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's to get something bigger out of mm-hmm. it. Yes. And I really like the show. It's animated, so they can do a little bit more sometimes with, you know, whatever they're going for right. in this scene. Like, they have a really good episode that it's animated, but then you go into Bojack's brain, and it's, like, a cheaper animation, like, it's more okay. scribbly. Okay. And the episode is called Stupid Piece of Shit. Okay? okay. And it's all of his thoughts about himself. So when he's sitting there, and he's talking to his half-sister, and she's asking him questions then he's thinking all these negative thoughts about him. He goes to the bar when he's supposed to be going out and buying milk. And he sits there and thinks about how everybody thinks he's such a stupid, worthless piece of shit. And now look at you, you're sitting at the bar, like you, you know, just giving into it. Like Uh he's walking through it. And it's just like, if you've ever had those intrusive thoughts, those negative thoughts about yourself, it's like a perfect example of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, that's why I like the show. But, How many times you've you've watched that oh, show? Oh, I don't know, like a bunch. I've only watched it one time through. I I love it. I had a hard time watching it, but she loves it. I do because it's got so many good messages in it. And if you're you ever have those feelings, you know, where you're just like, oh my god, I suck, I'm worthless, whatever. Yes. I mean, you see the show and you're just like, it's relatable. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe you're not that extreme, but I've seen other people who've mentioned, you know, with their drug use or whatever's going on that they find it relatable yeah or anxiety or depression you know whatever right and there's hidden meanings in some of the phrases and stuff they use so there's one instance where bojack is trying to get in shape for a movie and he's jogging okay and he lays down on the ground and he's just like oh my god this is terrible like i'm gonna die because he's so out of shape right and there's this little baboon character that runs every day that's what he, you know like those joggers right. in real life right so he sees Bojack on the ground and he says, it gets easier. Every day gets a little easier, but you got to do it every day. That's the hard part, but it does get easier. That's and you true. look at that and it's not just running, literally. It's also in life right? with your recovery. There's so many ways you can take that phrase. And yeah. I just, I really appreciated that because you're just like, okay, you got to do it every day and it sucks, but it'll get easier every day that you do it. It'll get a little bit easier. So I thought that was a really important message. That is a really cool message. Mm -hmm. And then right at the very end of the series. So I I don't think this is really spoiling too much, but it is a little bit of a spoiler. So sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So right at the end of the series, Bojack is talking to his best friend, Todd. And Bojack says, I'm trying to set little goals for myself. Like in a couple months, I'll beat my record for being sober. And Todd says, nice. Bojack says, yeah, so that's something to aim for. But then uh, after that, Todd says, after that, you'll beat your record again. Every day you'll set a new record. And Bojack says, sure, but it's easy now in jail. Because, spoiler, he gets arrested. Bojack says, I don't have to make any choices for myself. I worry about what's going to happen when I get out. What if I relapse again? And Todd says, then you'll get sober again. And I thought that was so important, too, because... I don't remember. I feel like the average is like people relapse like five times or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is not something too. If you have a friend or family member who's going through this, it's don't not expect be it to work right away. Thing. Some people, yes, but In five, ten times. Yeah, but it's 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 a long road, and you may have to 
be there when the relapse happens and just encourage them. Okay, so this is day one again. So let's go. Go to your meeting, go to rehab, do whatever you need to do, and we'll start over again. And then you'll just make a new goal for yourself and you'll bypass that. And so trying to keep that positivity going, I think is important. And I really like the message of that, how Todd's just like, oh, then you'll just get sober again. It's when fine. you're in it, you don't you don't think like that. You're just like, oh, this will never happen. This mm-hmm. is going to be worse. It's hard. It's hard. But yeah. take it, try to take a step back. Maybe mm-hmm. if you're not the person with addiction, you mm-hmm. can take a step back and try to visualize it from that other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And if you are that person, you can change. Yeah. And but this... you can't change unless you want to change. Yes. And maybe this will be a way for you to say, okay, I'm ready to, to have that conversation to do something about it. Right. And I hope so, even if it's one person. Hey, if you guys want to, reach out to us on Instagram. Yeah, or TikTok, whatever. And speaking, I wanted to bring up TikTok because next episode, we will be having Phil on. Yes. We've actually already talked to him, but yes, I want to put this one out first. So he's going to just talk about his struggles Struggles he was homeless and what happened to him he was very addicted to drugs as well and he he decided he didn't want to do it anymore and that's that's what he did and he has a great series that he does i don't even want to call it serious because he just does little videos on tiktok but he is really honest on tiktok and talks about what he's went through and his struggles and highly highly recommend yeah. checking him out yeah cool. he talks about things he does now to help with his chronic illness his chronic pain but he also does bring up okay this is what it was like when i was addicted and this is what i was doing and if you need help you can talk to me and i've seen people respond to him and i just think it's really it's really great yes there was one person and you know who you are you probably don't listen to the show because you're an asshole. But one person commented on one of his videos where he was talking about addiction and how he stopped and everything. And this person was literally like, oh, life is too short to, you know, basically be a pussy about it. And you should just go out and party. Or you and should I kill was, yourself. Yeah, or, yeah, you saw that yeah. one. Or kill yourself. So then I was going to respond very rudely. And then I was like, no, because they're a troll and an asshole. And it's not worth it, but I did report your ass. So that's what you get. But yeah. What is, what is Phil's name? It is Cats and Cannabis. Yes, that's it. Right? Yeah. Cats, Cats and, and Cannabis. Can- follow, if you find us to 1950 Studios, because I definitely know our name, we'd follow him, occasionally repost his things, tag him, whatever. His, his, uh, his name will be in the show notes. Yeah, and I will also put his information. But yeah, I believe it's Cats and Cannabis. But yeah, he also posts little goofy videos sometimes of his cats. He has right. two cats, which are cute. So definitely yeah. check him out. He mm-hmm. definitely knows about addiction. And yeah, de- you can definitely hear his story mm-hmm. next episode. Yeah, and Robbie is trying to get more of his story and his help out there too because he... I think he's, he's going to real. Start, I think it. he's going to start a coaching business. That's what Maybe. the idea we're trying Maybe, to put yeah. in his head mm-hmm. to help other people in this space. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of experience, so mm-hmm. that might be on the horizon it's for personal, him. Personal, personal. Yeah, right. I mean, you can't, like, we, we don't know what it was like to be homeless right. and living in your car and not have a job like that. And, you know, that's all stuff that that's we can't relate stuff. to, but he can. Right. If you're going through that or you know someone who is. And that's why we wanted to bring him on the show is because he can put another spin on this that we can't yeah another perspective Mm -hmm. so for sure yeah 
Well, that was a fun episode. Yeah. A bit depressing. I mean, for anybody that's... Up- uplifting for, for, for people, too. Anybody that's going through addiction, please see a kelp. You're not yes. alone. Mm-hmm. Reach out to Sammy and I on Instagram, yeah. Facebook, mm-hmm. whatever. Remember, mm-hmm. you're worth fighting for. Yes. And all these places, the American Psychiatric Association, I believe they have links for help. The National Institute on Drug Abuse, if you look them up, they will have help. SAMHSA is another one. If you look that up, it's like S-A-H-M. We'll put it in the I'll show put it notes. in the notes because it's so annoying for me to try and remember. It's It stands for something. But they have resources to help with addiction. The Addiction Center and the Mayo Clinic also specifically yeah. on their website, they offer treatment options too. Now, granted, you probably have to be near a Mayo yeah. Clinic, but that's another option. Well, if but you're going to go to a addiction program I'm in the sure Mayo they're Clinic, the, one of the best. that's going to be one of the best, best no doubt. programs. Yeah, just from the way we've seen them treat treat us but if you look there's going to be lots of options in your area yes just just google it nearby look for resources but those are places to start too and i will i'll put those in the show notes yep for sure mm-hmm. anything else you want to add nope thank you again please like subscribe share mm-hmm. leave a comment yes. it definitely does help out the network and mm-hmm. the the show yeah and we appreciate all the listeners and mm-hmm. all the support yeah and please if there's a topic you guys want us to cover please please let us know yeah we're here we're 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 open yes to discuss topics yeah and i am starting very early starting to plan out what i want to do next season right which is season four yeah branching out outside of just chronic pain into other chronic illnesses because other people on the show yeah there's a whole spoony community out there of people i want to it would be nice to have somebody that's struggling with depression come on the show and talk about their experience isn't that you like every well not not just i mean they can no i get you uh, you know what i mean no i understand but yeah we're we're gonna branch out a little bit i think next season So if you have a suggestion, please let us know. Let us know. Yeah, hit us up. Thanks. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.